Up Podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the head of school of Rumble College Society, and I'll be your host for this episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics related to Rumble College students, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and education writers. Each episode will like provide an insight and context for the happenings around our community. Thank you for joining me, everybody in the Rumble College Society, on this journey. And I hope you enjoy this experience. Welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. Today on the show, I've got uh, Ashley Donahue and Andrea Friesen, both from the Colette School, working in the primary elementary division here at uh, Rundle College. They're joining me to talk about a STEAM competition that's coming up at our elementary program. Now, when I say STEAM, you might think of, you know, water being vaporized and creating STEAM, but that's not exactly what we're talking about here. Today, we're talking about science, technology, engineering, arts, and math education. And, uh, you know, our group down there has done some really innovative things in the past years around this, and I'm really looking forward to hearing more about uh, the program and where it's going, and in particular, the competition that's coming up on March 20th, uh, which will involve 17 schools from the all around Calgary. That's gonna be public, private, and charter schools, and they're gonna be competing for the coveted Rundle Steam Cup, and uh, I can hardly wait to see who comes out on top. So without any further ado, uh, let me welcome Andrea, and Ashley to today's show. All right, let's let's uh, let's jump into the first question here. Now, Rundle's mission states that we prepare students for an ever-changing world. Um, and Ashley, I'm gonna ask you first, in your opinion, you know, what are the top skills that uh, students need as they enter this ever-changing world? One of the things that we've noticed, particularly in the last um, four or five years, is that students need to develop more and more that persevering grit and problem solving right. um, skills. Those are things that um, a lot of them, especially at the elementary level, haven't yet developed. And so with our STEAM program, we're really trying to implement that and show the students ways in which they can develop those skills so that later in life, when they are faced with real world problems and in careers, they have that skill to fall back on. Yeah, I think that like perseverance piece is huge. and. Um I've been trying to get uh, Angela Duckworth on the show for some time. She wrote a great book <laughs> around grit. And uh, so, Angela, if you're listening, and I'm sure you are, uh, by all means, I'd love to chat with you about grit. And I'm really happy to hear that we're celebrating that uh, through our STEAM endeavors down in the elementary. Yeah, I also think the three C's are important. Character, mm -hmm. communication, collaboration. Right. They need to learn how to work together. And so through STEAM, they naturally get that opportunity. They need to learn communication skills uh, in person with one another, but also now we, ha we can reach out to the entire world through the internet. So they need to learn how to do that. And character, of course, trumps everything. And we want our kids to be uh, graduating from Rundle with strong character because that'll make all the difference for all the ever-changing lifestyles and jobs that are gonna be coming their way. Totally. And when we talk about the three C's as you put them forward, uh, Ms. Friesen, uh, which of those three C's do you think students grow the most in when they're endeavoring into like a STEAM challenge? That's, 
It's a great question. I would venture to say all three, only because usually our STEAM um, projects are team related, so yeah. they have to collaborate with their team, mm -hmm. and they have to work on their communication skills. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can get away without having either of those. Yeah. And your character, of course, uh, how you handle setbacks, how you handle not being the best, or not your ideas not being chosen by your group, I mean, your character is going to affect how you handle that as well. Totally. And I think, um, you know, as we're talking through this, we're talking about like grit and character and communication, collaboration, all those pieces. Uh, one of the things we think about a lot here at Rundle is like um, that non-catastrophic failure. You know, we talk about it uh, in our hallways, in our classrooms and, and those places. Um, do either of you have an example of a non-catastrophic failure that one of our students may have faced in the pursuit of one of these STEAM challenges? Yeah, I see this every week when I'm doing my STEAM club with the students. Um, one of the things I always tell them before I, I give them the challenge is we really reiterate the fact that the the object and the goal of this is not their end product, right. but it's what they learn as they grow. And talking about it doesn't matter if you have the best rocket ship or not, it's that you learn from it and afterwards you could go back and make those revisions and changes and know that in real life, that's the same thing. It's not like it's a one and done. Mm -hmm. um, you have a chance to go back, fix things, and learn from your mistakes, learn from your peers. And that's something we really try and push them with is that knowing that the end result is that's that's not it. You can go back and fix things and adjust it. And so it's not this huge catastrophic failure for them. Love that. Yeah. You also, you were telling me about one today with the Rube Goldberg. Yeah, so we, one of the large projects we do in grade four that's uh, STEAM related is they have to design a Rube Goldberg project and they have, they spend about a month building this project and um, for the Just to jump yeah. in, what's a Rube Goldberg So Rube Goldberg project? is where they have to build um, a machine using um, the six simple machines that um, does a simple task at the end, but it does it in the most complicated way. And yeah. they only can touch it at the very beginning, and then it has to, it's kind of like the domino effect. Totally. Um, and one of the skills that we really push with the grade fours is this, is that we don't allow them to ask us questions. We yeah. actually charge them money out of the budget we give them to, to talk to us and consult with us. <laughs> consult an expert. They consult do, yes, exactly. And we discuss this a lot ahead of time with them, but we find, you know, some days a group could be in tears, literal mm -hmm. tears, because they're so upset because something's not working, they can't figure it out, they want to give up. And instead of, you know, going and rescuing them, we let them have that moment and try and figure it out. And then usually a couple days later, they have the complete opposite reaction where they're so excited and so happy because something has worked. Right. So again, showing them the fact that you're going to have horrible, bad days where things don't go your way, but then you learn from them and a few days later, it works and you've put together this amazing project. Yeah, and I think that's like the, we talk a little bit about um, building capacity to deal with failure and I think you're demonstrating that. So big kudos to the folks over the elementary and, and the projects that you're doing. Uh, and, and you mentioned the STEM or STEAM club that you run. Yes. Um, so people have a sense, can you just tell me a couple of the challenges that, that the students have taken on during that time? Yeah, so we run it once a week on Wednesday and it usually has around 20 to 25 students. And because it's a short period of time, we only have about 25 minutes to do something. So I'll give them a challenge. For instance, the very first challenge I ever gave them was uh, all I did is give them three post-it notes in, uh, in pairs. And their challenge was that they had to, with only using those three post-it notes, create a stand for a laptop right. to hold up a laptop. Yep. And I give them ahead of time the criteria and the constraints 
So I let them know, you know, you're going to get eight minutes to build and then you um, get your three post-it notes. That's it. Um, and it has to hold up the laptop. After I've given the instructions, they're not allowed to actually ask me any questions. And so they have 10 minutes. They need to build this. And some work great. Some their ideas don't work. And then afterwards, we go around, we look at everybody's, we reflect on, you know, what worked really well for some groups, what didn't work, as well as um, looking at if we could change something, what would it be? So they're really small challenges, even something as simple as, you know, um, who can create the strongest, you know, pipe cleaner tower? Who can make the longest chain out of pipe out of um, paper clips? Yep. So they're just small, quick challenges, but it gets their brains thinking. It gets them out of that box, and it gets them working together with partners or groups. That's really cool, and I'm, you've hit on all these. I think 21st century capacities that our kids really need to have, you know, the collaboration, the character, the communication, resilience. And, and you also touched on one other that uh, I didn't expect coming out of today, but like the idea of constraint um, and giving kids constraint to drive curiosity or innovation or any of those pieces. And so congratulations. And um, people who are interested in constraints or this idea of constraints driving curiosity or innovation. Uh, it's worth looking up a book called a, a Beautiful Constraint, and it's by Morgan and Barden. And uh, yeah, another offer. If either of those two gentlemen want to get on the show, I'd be happy to, <laughs> happy to talk to them. But A Beautiful Constraint is, is a spectacular book that absolutely hits on a lot of what you're saying there, Ashley. Well done. All right, on to question number two. Uh, the question I have is just simply, why is STEAM so important to Ashley? Um, STEAM is important because it's in every part of our lives. Science is everywhere in the world around us. Technology is continuously expanding in every aspect of our lives. Um, engineering is the basic designs of roads, bridges, um, but it can also tackle things in the real world like the changing global weather and environmentally friendly changes to our home. Math is in every occupation. Um, every activity we do in our lives, uh, science, scientific and technology innovations have become increasingly important as we face the benefits and challenges mm -hmm. of glo both globalization and a knowledge-based economy. For sure. By exposing the students to STEAM and giving them the opportunity to explore STEAM-related concepts, they will develop a passion for it. And what we're hoping for is that they're going to want to pursue a job in the STEAM field. And there's so many different outlets out there that t tap into STEAM that um, if they have a good understanding of it, you know, it just the world's their oyster in terms of what they can do. And a curriculum that is STEAM-based has a real-life situation that helps the students learn and develop this. Wow. Yeah, it's really rich. Thank you for that. Um, the question I'd follow up with is oftentimes in schools, we hear kids or even parents for that matter say something like, I don't like math. Or I'm not good at math. Probably more more prominent is just I'm simply not good at math. Um, personally, I think it's a bit of a myth because I think you know people can work towards improving math, maybe have unrealized fears. But I, I'm curious, like, do you find that people come with that perception that math is no fun and they're not good at it, so that therefore they don't want to do STEAM, or or is there something you know, else going on? You know, I don't find that tons, only because. The way in which we put forth the challenges and things like that, it's not like we're coming from it for only that math perspective. Right. We're putting a challenge for, forth and incorporating math, whether they are understanding that or not. So, for example, you know, it, it, if they're building something that has to hold up something, we're going to be talking about what's the strongest shape. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not something I told them at the beginning that we're going to be talking about shapes and strength. 
but we'll get into that. And then from that, they've learned, oh, yeah, the strongest shape is this. Um, so I find incorporating it in without directly making it a math focus mm. is kind of the key and making sure with all of the, the different strands is finding ways to incorporate it. So it's not one is the sole focus, but each area is being hit in a small way that students don't even realize that they've, you know, learned something with math technology. Right. Yeah. And I think we we're, I was talking with Kelly Adams on a previous show and we we're talking about discovery math versus uh, traditional math. And we kind of came around to this fact that like we want kids to discover math. It's not about discovery or traditional, but it's about discovering math mm-hmm. through whichever route you want to. And that it sounds like an awful lot of what you're doing there, yeah, which absolutely. is so exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the beauty, beautiful things about the kids in our building is that they're still pretty excited. Yes. So they hear about challenges. Challenge, I want to do a challenge. They're not thinking so much what are the nitty gritty points of the challenge. They're just excited to compete right. and to try something new. So I think that's an advantage that we have. Yeah, we haven't extinguished that creativity mm-hmm. through education like so often happens. And we've right. got the great opportunity to continue that curiosity going. And I think one of the other points with this to mention is, especially when you work in a collaboration and on teams, is each of the students then highlights something that they're strong mm-hmm. at. So maybe you have that student that has the math focus but then you have a student that understands technology a lot better and they kind of come together and help one another out and they see that love of mm-hmm. learning between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, um, it could be a case study pulled from Sir Ken Robinson's book, who I'm sure is listening as well. Um, <laughs> you know, great line. Oh, I can't wait to talk to all these authors and thinkers, but uh, Creative Schools is another one that talks an awful lot about that and his work is really centered in it. And so those listeners who don't like to read could always check out his TED Talk around creativity and, um, you know, you'd be inspired by it too. Mm-hmm. And it really falls in line with a lot of your inspiration there. All right, we're on to question number three already. Uh, Andrea, this one's going to start with you, you know, as, as head of faculty support at the Colette School. Um, I'm curious as to how Rundle supports teachers in acquiring the skills to help students develop in these areas. What kind of things are we doing? So we have a few things that are happening. The reason STEAM kind of became a big thing was Ashley went to a conference and she came back really excited. And Ron, our principal, gave her some time at a staff meeting and I think she managed to get most of the staff pretty excited. So so Ashley has become our STEAM lead. And so she's been doing a couple things, such as getting our STEAM room ready. She's uh, helping with the STEAM competition, But also a goal that we have that we hope she'll be utilized for more in the future is we want her to be the person our staff can go to and say, hey, this is the unit that we're working on. How could we incorporate STEAM into this unit? So it's kind of a natural fit. Right on. She did also originally do STEAM Friday challenges, but we're trying now to get it more into the regular day-to-day happenings in the classroom. So we have Ashley. Yeah. So we have Ashley for that. We also, with the technology piece, we have a tech integrator, Fiona Moore, and she works with all the teachers in the building from K to 6. And just this last Friday, she did a PD with the elementary teachers and with the primary teachers, um, and she's been introducing the coding side of things. Cool. So she's there for support, also for app support as well. Our school just recently went one-to-one with the iPads, so there's been some cool things happening with that. And then thirdly... We are working on our new STEAM room. 
yep. which is also going to help the teachers out. It's a place where they can come with their classes, utilize the materials in the room. We have a 3D printer. We're getting a Lego wall. Ashley has a big store of supplies that the kids can utilize, so that's also there to help the teachers out. And even our Learning Commons uh, leader, Shannon Hart, also every now and then will grab books that have to do with STEAM. So I feel we've got, it's a lot of people working together yeah. to make this happen, and yeah. it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it sounds like the model of what you're trying to put forward earlier with the communication, you know, character collaboration piece sounds like it's happening on the faculty level. Mm -hmm. um, have you have you had that experience where teachers are saying, you know, it's just one more thing? You know, this is this sounds like it's beyond the curriculum as it's written. Um, are teachers teachers pretty engaged? I think they are. It isn't technically in our curriculum yet, but mm -hmm. we all know it's coming. Yeah. And even last Friday we talked about it is it's the way things are going. Our kids have to know how to do use these things, how to problem solve, how to code, because that is going to be what's happening by the time they graduate. Yeah. So we realize as teachers, as scary as it is, we've got to be a little bit ahead of the game so that we can help our kids. We know our kids are so great with technology. We might say, here's an app. Can somebody help me? Yeah. And generally, there's two or three who can totally help us out. But we're learning with the kids. So I think part of part of it is helping our teachers not be afraid to learn alongside the kids. Right. The right. model in the past was, I know, you listen. Yeah. But just today, I watched a teacher teach, and she said to her class, we're going to learn this together. This is new for me, new for you. I think it's really exciting. So I think half of it is just getting the teachers on board with that, being okay with learning alongside the kids. And I think if we have that, the rest will follow. And I think just to follow up with that is the big thing that, you know, when I went to these conferences and what I'm trying to get across to my staff is that we're not having to start from scratch and make things that are brand new. Right. We can use what we have existing mm -hmm. and it's just tweaking them a bit to make them more that real life problems, the STEAM based. So it doesn't seem as, you know, huge because mm -hmm. I'm not saying, you know, we need to change everything from scratch. It's let's take what we have and modify it so it's not as overwhelming and mm -hmm. small steps. And again, it's not let's change everything in one full year. Mm -hmm. We're doing small steps where last year it was everyone had to integrate one STEAM project into their curriculum yep. this year we're doing it one per term so it's slowly been integrating it but showing teachers that it's not as overwhelming as it might first appear to be yeah that sounds like a great model for implementation really does and i can see why teachers would be getting behind it um, and i think you're touching on some really interesting bigger picture ideas again like you've got them all you're talking about carol dweck and the growth mindset and the way teachers are leveraging that through learning and i don't think this could happen without that um, and there's lots of great literature people are looking for it around future-ready industries. And one of the best ones is uh, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, which is just recently out. Um, spectacular book about jobs we don't know exist mm -hmm. and where we could be going, which totally. is really exciting to think that our elementary school is thinking in that way. Okay, Ashley, I'm going to bring the next question right back to you. Um, you've talked about some examples of STEAM challenges earlier in the episode, um, but I'm, I would like to dig just a little bit more on uh, what are the skills that are being learned by the kids while they're doing these STEAM projects? Um, one of the big things that we're really trying to push is that whole idea of a lifelong love of learning. Right. And what I have found by doing these challenges with the students is, you know, we're getting a concept across the same way that we would have before, but because we've now tweaked it, we've added a project to it, a challenge, 
they're so excited about it and they don't even realize that they're learning what they're learning. Yeah. And by the time they're done, they're so excited to do it again that it it's that whole idea of lifelong learning for them that we really want to see. The other thing that we're really pushing them towards is that whole idea of the design and the revision process yeah. of the STEAM. It's not, again, about that end result and having to be perfect and work the very first time. It's that whole idea that you're going to make mistakes, um, there's multiple right answers, and that you're going to have that chance to go back and do these things and that you know it's not one and done, um, that it's a process and the design is just as important as that end product. Yeah. Um, as well as getting them to think outside the box and have that open-ended exploration, not yep. just focus on the black and white of something and realize that, oh, there are other ways of doing this. Um, and we really try and bring that back into real life situations, you know, with everything from construction to engineering to architecture. It's all about the process of design and going back and editing things. That's cool. And you talked to um, the design process and we've recently had IDEO join us up here and they're all about design um, and I think that's just really exciting kind of synergy that we're bringing to the table is the fact that uh, we've got all these different ways of thinking whether you've got a mathematical mind or a creative mind and we're bringing them together to you know collaborate and communicate and you know demonstrate good character uh, to come up with some kind of solution to a problem you put forward it's really exciting okay so to close up today's show let's talk a little bit about the upcoming steam competition i want to know some of the details and hopefully uh, a few people in our community are going to listen to this and get excited about it like we are so go for it yeah we're very excited this is the second annual rundle college elementary school steam competition we've invited schools uh with students from grades four to six to bring a team of four students and they will compete in a competition. We have doubled in size this year. Mm -hmm. Well, actually a little more than doubled. Mm -hmm. And we've brought in a lot of public schools, some Catholic schools, so we're excited about that. And we managed to have some money donated, so we have some funds that we can work with, and we hope to give away some cash prizes. Awesome. And yeah, so it's just a great way to get, I think, the city excited about STEAM as a whole, and we're excited to have them come to our beautiful campus and just compete with other schools in a fun way. Cool. Uh, tell me more. What does it look like? What does a STEAM competition look like? When they show up, what goes on? So um, this, the schools that are participating um, back in December were actually sent the challenge. So this year's challenge is that they have to build an arm extender where they're lifting a load um, a meter away from whoever's testing it. Um, so we do give ahead of time the entire challenge, all the materials that they're going to be given. However, the difference between our competition versus other design competitions is that the students actually have to build it on site. So right. other competitions, they build it at their school and bring it in. We're requiring them to build it on site because that's part of the, the STEAM is designing it and then actually having to build it. And during that time, we have um, nine judges from different areas um, and different careers from Calgary coming and observing this. We should also add that while they know what they're coming to design, we throw a wrench into it. Right, right. So we might add something, we might take something away, but they don't know what that'll be. And they, so they've worked with their coach up to this point. Yep. But when they get here, their coach is not allowed to help in any way. How cool. So they, they're prepared, but now they have a wrench to figure out totally. without an adult giving them guidance. So what's that wrench this year? Can't say <laughs> the wrench yet. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> okay. But another great thing that... 
um, we really love is having the whole Rundle community involved. We have the robotics um, program mm -hmm. from the junior senior high coming down and doing presentations uh, during the judging time so right. that uh, the schools can see that. Um, we also have presentations by some university students and from our um, after school care program. Um, we'll be doing some things. So it's bringing everybody involved and showing the different sides of STEAM. Super, such an exciting day. Mm -hmm. So again, one more time, what's the date and the time? And uh, just give me the logistics here to close. March 20th from 9 a.m. till 12 noon at Rundle College Elementary at 7615 17th Avenue Southwest. Well done, we can't wait. And uh, we'll certainly keep everybody posted as to who won last year. River Valley. Right, right. And <laughs> who's going to win this year? I think we're going to come in. We're, we're going to be a challenge this year. <laughs> <laughs> right on. It's not about winning. It's about the process. But congratulations <laughs> to River Valley and their accomplishment last year. Yes. We're, we're coming to take the cup back for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, to close today's episode, we're going to do the Rundle Rumble. Uh, for those of you who have listened to the episodes before, you know that this is a quick fire association game that I like to play with our guests. So I'm going to say 10 things. And uh, Andrea and Ashley are just going to say what first comes to mind. You guys ready? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. We're going to start with you, Ashley. Uh, number one is curiosity. Exploring, thinking outside the box, and delving into different passions. Right on. Uh, collaboration. Learning to value other people's strengths. Awesome. Uh, mathematics. Fun. Challenging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. It sounds like you have a growth mindset around math. Exactly. Well done. Okay. Um, number four, Mr. Clark. Crazy, fun, and just a great supporter of all of our wild ideas. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised you didn't say uh, rainbow-colored mohawk. It's the first thing. <laughs> well, backstory. that's always yeah. in the back yeah. of my mind. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, Ashley, public speaking. Fun. Again, that I don't mind public speaking. It uh, can be nerve-wracking, but I also think it's a great skill that um, you need to learn, and I think our students should learn as well. Why don't we brag for a second? Yeah. Okay, tell us about your last public speaking event when you went down to the <laughs> STEAM. Yes, I was invited down to the Californian STEAM Symposium, and I presented on how we integrate STEAM into our school and the different programs that we do and helping schools get a program up and running. Congratulations. We're Thank really you. proud of your accomplishment. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, exciting to nice days ahead for you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six, robotics. Robotics. I panic, but I also am excited. I've seen what uh, Mrs. Moore has brought in to the school and the CODA pillars in kindergarten are pretty cool. Yeah. So when you look at it like that, I think it's a very exciting road we're headed down. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, awesome. Number seven, uh, speaking of the road we're heading down, what's the future? I think the future is definitely STEAM, real world problems, um, giving students the chance to explore and design um, and integrating that into our general curriculum. But I think the main focus is gonna be about allowing students to explore their own learning and problem solve on their own. Cool, excellent, great answer. Number eight, uh, maker spaces. Fun, we've had a lot of fun putting it together. Um, there's been a great team of people that have put their minds together with different abilities and skills. And I just think it's a great fun place to learn and who wouldn't want to have fun while they're learning? Yeah. Right on. Uh, visit our makerspaces at Rundle College and Academy. I think they're turning into really great places, so thanks for your hard work in them. Uh, number nine, failure. Uh, 
for me, failure is part of the process. Mm-hmm. It's um, you can learn from failure, and I think you become a better learner when you fail. And it's a key aspect of learning is to fail. Cool. We're going to talk more about in the coming days at Rundle. We talk about making learning visible, but. Um, in February at the PD Day, I'm going to be talking about making failure visible uh, because I think it's really important for our students to see that we're not perfect all the time. And so I think we'll see lots of that in our community. So I'm excited about you know, showing off how we fail, if you will. Okay. <laughs> awesome, uh, um, I think. And number 10, I'm just going to give to both of you, but Andrea, I'll get you to answer first. Number 10 is what is success to you? This might sound crazy, but I actually think contentment is a key to success in that Success isn't dependent on what other people are thinking. So it doesn't depend on if I have the best job or the most money. It depends on am I doing what I love and am I content? Am I happy? Am I enjoying it? I think that's success more than what society might view as success. I love it. That was perfect and a very difficult act to follow. <laughs> Ashley, what is, what is success? <laughs> Um, a success for me, you know, to follow off with Andrea is something you love doing and enjoy doing, um, as well as I think success is wanting to continue pursuing what you're doing and finding different outlets and areas in which you can continually cr- keep growing with that area um, and finding other ways that you can share your success with people and industries and different areas like that. Awesome. You guys have been really good today. Thank you uh, for joining me on the show. I can't wait for everybody to listen to to your words. They're so rich and so filled with uh, the future of education. You guys are doing a spectacular job, obviously, down at the elementary, and our kids are lucky to be in your care. Thanks, uh, Thank so, you. Yeah, thanks for being here, and um, we'll see you at the STEAM competition. Can't wait. <laughs>